Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join host Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Cosm. We have Mateen filling in for Cosm today. And our guest today is Josh Ward. So Josh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us where you live and what you do for a living. Yeah, um, my name is Josh Ward. I live in Wichita, Kansas, which is where I'm from. And I own a protein cookie brand called Garbage Mouth. Awesome. So what makes you better than your competition? I would say, first of all, taste, which is a very hard, a very subjective thing um, and is something that you just have to, to try to figure out. But um, I would say taste and ingredients are the, the top two things that, um, for one, for me on why I wanted to start the brand and two, uh, I, I think how it makes us better. I know I did a lot of farmers farmers markets last year in, in the Wichita area. And, and one of the fun things was um, whenever customers would come and, and try the free samples I was offering, I would always get a lot of people saying, um, oh, wow, that's actually good. And like comments like that, which is always funny because, um, you know, I thought the cookies were good, of course, I'm, I'm biased, but um, it was always funny to um, kind of watch people's reactions when they actually tasted the cookies and realized like, hey, these actually do taste good. Because um, most protein snacks, um, the ones that taste good usually aren't good for you. Uh, and the ones that don't taste good are usually the, the few ones that have decent ingredients in them. So um, that's kind of, I would say my calling card right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I've had these protein cookies that are like keto and just don't taste good. And then I've had the ones that are like good taste and have like 20 grams of sugar. I'm like, this is not really a healthy thing to be eating. So hundred percent can relate. Yeah, absolutely. So what gave you the idea to start this business? Oh man. Um, that's a good question. I would say, well, for one, I've always had an entrepreneurial itch. I, you know, ever since I was a young kid, I remember um, kind of going around seeing what my parents did and and um, always just feeling like, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to sit at a desk, you know, and and do that for my whole life, but I don't know what I wanted to do. And so, um, but I always knew I wanted to like try to do something on my own. So I had tons of different businesses. Um, you know, when I was 19, I tried to start a clothing company. Um, when I was a little bit older, 23, 24, I, I had my own lawn and landscaping company. Um, so like I've tried a, a handful of different businesses. I've tried drop shipping. Um, and so just kind of the entrepreneurial itch was just always there. And just, I always knew I wanted to try to do something on my own. Um, and I enjoyed, you know, the, the business side of things. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of one of those things where I was doing my lawn and landscaping company at the time, actually. And, um, I was enjoying it, but you know, it just was, it's not for me. And it was something that, um, I didn't want to keep doing. And so, um, yeah, it was something where I was kind of just sitting at work one day and, and, um, also I've always been into fitness and nutrition, of course. And, um, I actually played college football for one season at a, a small school in Kansas where I'm from. And so I've always been into that side of things ever since I was a kid. And I was kind of just thinking one day, like, you know, I want to eat more protein. And I was kind of thinking, I would always look at the snacks and stuff at the store and especially like ingredients have become something as I've gotten older that was very important to me um, in terms of like eating clean, seed oils. Uh, I try not to eat soy, uh, um, you know, try not to eat gluten if I can, you know, I don't have a gluten sensitivity or anything, but it's just something I try to stay away from if I can. 
Um, so just like trying to eat cleaner and healthier, especially as it relates to snacks, because that's always a tough part, of course, for most people is trying to truly find like snacks that are actually good for you, but also high in protein um, that also taste good. It's kind of a, a difficult thing to get all three. And so I was kind of sitting at work one day and I was kind of like, well, cookies were my favorite snack growing up. Um, my mom, you know, my mom always used to make cookies all the time. And um, I was like, you know, the few protein cookies that are on the market, I don't like the taste. I don't like the ingredients that are in them. Um, and I just don't buy them for those reasons. And so it was kind of those two things combined where I was like, you know, I feel like I could make something that for one tastes better just in general that I would actually enjoy eating. Um, but also too, like something that ingredient specifically that um, I would be fine eating continuously, like every day for a snack. Um, so it was kind of like that, you know, it was a lot of different factors that kind of led me to that decision. And then I kind of looked at the protein cookie market. Um, and this was in 2021 when I first really had the idea um, and was kind of like, okay, hey, I mean, for one, that's a business that I can start on my own technically, because I can bake the cookies myself to get started and see if this is a business or a product that people even want. Um, and then two, you know, like I said, I, I felt like there was a gap in the market, at least on the protein cookie side, where there wasn't a brand that was, you know, seed oil free or clean ingredient, you know, that really like, you know, Quest and Landing Larry's are probably the two biggest and neither of them were really like going hard on the clean ingredient side or like, you know, whey protein necessarily on Quest is very focused on the protein bar, you know, part of things. So, um, I just felt like there was a gap in the market too. And I really looked at it of like, I feel like there's probably a market for a clean ingredient cookie that again, tastes good. And I want to make sure it actually is something people enjoy eating. Um, so yeah, I was like, let me just see if this is something people want and uh, kind of just started from there. It's It's been uh, about two and a half years since then. So what was the process for you like early on? I mean, to find this perfect formula to make this cookie that you're talking about that has the good taste and healthy, like, you know, I'm sure you probably had to do lots of testing to figure out this formula. Yeah, that was the first step. Um, when I finally decided like, all right, this is the next business idea that I'm going to run with. Um, and I remember telling my wife too, that I wanted to do it. And of course my tons of business ideas I'd had over the years of us dating and then being married, she of course was like, you know, are you actually serious about this business? Are you going to take it seriously? and not just drop it in a couple months. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to take it serious. Um, and so once I kind of fully committed to it, decided that that was what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, it was, it was 10 months. It, it took me 10 months really of just in my apartment kitchen, getting ingredients pretty much every single week, baking, you know, probably dozens of cookies every single week for 10 months of just tweaking stuff. I kind of started with an idea of like peanut butter, like, all right, it'll probably be the easiest to get off the ground first. Cause you know, peanut butter is pretty easy to bake with and, you know, keeps cookies soft and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was really starting with that and then just completely tweaking as I go. I, I took ingredients out, I added stuff in and it took a while. I mean, I remember I even actually launched with my first version of the formula in early last year, early 2022. And uh, the feedback that I got was, hey, this tastes good. I, I think I had like five orders from the first formula. Um, and the five people that I shipped it out to, they were like, hey, this tastes good but like the cookie completely falls apart. Like they can't even hold it before without it. It was too soft, too moist. Like it just, it just falls apart. And so I was like, all right, this is a problem. Like go back to the drawing board. Um, so I took about another month and a half, two months, took some stuff out, added some different ingredients in um, and really I was perfected it. I would say, I mean, I, I spent 10 months on it myself. So it was a, it was a long process. That's for sure. 
biggest challenge you faced when starting the business? Uh, I mean, honestly, capital, like just true, like money to really get it off the ground. So uh, with the business, um, I had 5,000 bucks in savings that was just mine and nothing else. So that's also kind of why I was more drawn to the cookie idea too, is I was like, I don't have investors, you know, I don't have money myself. You know, my, my wife and I were early 20 somethings, you know, we had no money really. So I was like, I, I'm willing to put 5,000 bucks, my savings into this, uh, plus some of the money I made from doing my lawn and landscaping and um, just maybe a little bit on a credit card. And I was like, other than that, you know, I'm not putting any more into it until I actually think it's a viable business. And so that was really it. So it was finding a commercial kitchen because I live in Wichita, uh, Kansas, and kind of where I'm at, there's just not really a commercial kitchen space. It's not booming. And um, so I was actually lucky to um, be able to rent out a kitchen space at my brother-in-law's church. They had a, a big kitchen in their basement that they weren't using too much. Um, so I was able to get that registered myself, rent it from him. And once I was able to do that, it was kind of off to the races. I ordered all the ingredients for myself with kind of the money I had um, and just started. I was like, all right, I have zero dollars for marketing. Um, so I got to figure out how to sell this thing now without being able to do Facebook ads or anything. So um, yeah. And from then it was just kind of marketing on TikTok and, and go from there. But I mean, from the start to even now, I mean, that's getting into a CPG business, especially a food business, like your, your capital is going to be your, your constraint as it is for most e-com businesses. Um, yeah. Ordering ingredients, ordering product, uh, keeping it in stock. It's a constant challenge, especially for a bootstrapped business like mine. Sure. So you mentioned TikTok and other channels of marketing, you know, so what has been your most successful marketing strategy in terms of reaching new customers? Yeah, um, honestly, it's been TikTok by far. I mean, TikTok has by far been the biggest channel for growth. I mean, I, I got my first probably 300 to 500 orders on TikTok alone. Um, probably my first 10K in revenue was just straight from TikTok organically posting videos. Um, I realized last year when I first started posting that starting out, um, what worked for me the best was just sharing my story. You know, I remember I con I got in contact with uh, Ben Zaver of uh, Seek, uh, the protein, Clearway Protein Company, uh, pretty early on. He was actually one of the very first people to ever like find me on TikTok and support me. And he reached out to me and he was like, hey, you love what you're doing, like keep it up. And, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I, you know, I have no money to market this. And uh, he actually told me, he was like, just post on TikTok and trust the algorithm and try your best. And so I was like, eh, you know, I, I don't have any, any other plans you know there's nothing else that i really have to uh fall back on so yeah it's it's been tiktok honestly since day one uh, we've done facebook ads that have been okay for us so far but again like that's just an extra cost to a small business like mine that's completely bootstrapped that every single dollar that i spend on advertising has to be profitable and has to um have some sort of return attached to it so yeah it's it's been tiktok you know i've tried other channels and we do email marketing like i said facebook ads but um Again and again, even to today, uh, TikTok organic has continued to be what's what's worked the best. And honestly, like I said, just sharing my story, kind of of why I wanted to start the brand and and um, kind of what makes us different, has has been the best driver of growth so far. Uh, so, what's the role of technology in your business right now? I mean, honestly, uh, to be completely honest with my business, it's very um, very lean. Uh, I don't really don't use much technology. I mean. You know, it's pretty bare bones in terms of um, 
would say the typical e-commerce stack. I mean, we use Klaviyo for email, um, you know, Shopify for everything else, you know, shipping and, and uh, everything to run our website on. So for me, that's also been a very important thing is, is trying to keep my tech stack and keep everything uh, kind of as lean as possible. You know, I don't pay for any any type of app or service that I don't think I'll need or use right away. Um, I'm pretty cheap in that regards. So I would say I'm not someone who has tried too many of the new um, apps or different SaaS businesses that are out there. Um, I'm sure there's there's plenty that are awesome that would help us grow, but it's just kind of one of those things that you know I haven't needed it so far. Uh, eventually, I will, but you know I'm able to get past with just absolutely bare bones right now. So I'm going to keep doing that for as long as I can. Think in terms of your shop, do you Shopify or a different platform? Like, like what are you using? Yeah, Shopify. It's it's been Shopify since day one. Um, I started with a you know I have a premium theme. I'm sure some people even I've heard say that you you can just do a free theme, which I'm sure you can. Um, but yeah, no, Shopify has been awesome, and it's it's been what we've been on since day one. Awesome. So, are you using artificial intelligence at all in your business? Not really. Um, I mean, I've dabbled with ChatGPT a little bit for like writing script for a TikTok video or maybe copywriting or if I'm doing a Facebook ad and I'm just like stumps. Um, it's helpful in that regard to kind of come up with maybe different captions or if I want to refresh a header on a landing page on my website or something like that, I'll kind of just throw ideas into it um, and maybe pick different words that it uses that I didn't think to use. So uh, I would say I use it in that regard. But outside of that, um, right now I'm not using it very much, you know, other than just those things. But I know I, I keep seeing different things like, like even the uh, the the new voiceovers that you can do with AI where you can just type in a script on what you want it to say. I've seen a lot of brands using that for voiceovers on their videos, um, which I thought was pretty cool because like it's always just been me using my voice to talk. And I'm like, all right, I'm sure people will get uh, tired of this eventually. Um, but also I do see the, the kind of cool ways that people are using even just something like that to, you know, put a bunch of clips together and then they just write a script on, um, you know, the AI generation and it spits out it can be whoever you want it to sound like, um, which is pretty cool. So I, I might start dabbling with that here before long. So you mentioned going to farmer's market. So how much of your traffic and growth has been people local in the community in Wichita? I would say it was actually quite a bit last summer. Um, I would say like from the summer months, because that was really when I did it in the in the Wichita market, probably maybe 30 to 40%. Honestly, my revenue last summer was mostly from farmer's markets. Um, you know, I'd go every single Saturday and usually there was a pretty good turnout. So um, it was pretty cool. And it, it was it was a lot of fun to do those markets. And it, like I said, it, the most valuable thing for me was being able to actually like interface with the customers and actually get real-time feedback when people had never tried the product before. And, you know, you get all sorts of customers who you never would think would maybe try the product or like the product that you get to talk with and just see what, you know, what people like, what people don't like. Uh, what people think of the name, you know, it was always fun to hear people's comments and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was definitely pretty strong over the summer months. Um, so that was exciting. Awesome. So is your strategy all B2C? Are you thinking about B2B selling to gyms or other fitness places that would um, want to sell your cookies? Yeah, uh, it's been 100% D2C to date ever since I launched the brand last year. Um, and, and part of that reason too was just, you know, I was making the cookies myself the entire time up until the last month, really. You know, it's only been about, I finally was able to find a manufacturer for the time being and actually get cookies made and, and shipped to me and, uh, you know, be able to actually 
have product here instead of I have to go make it every time I get orders. So that was really the main constraint was just like, I have businesses reach out different gyms and, and uh, different small little retail, retail outlets that would want to carry my product. And there's also, you know, different licenses and things that you have to kind of make sure are good, especially in the food world. Um, selling business to business and that's kind of what i realized and i was like i don't want to have to go through the process of, of getting that when i was doing all the baking and uh shipping everything myself so now that i'm finally out of that stage of the business and i can actually uh you know i have a manufacturer that's certified and everything um on that side i'll definitely start kind of looking more into the retail side of things because obviously i know that can be a huge lever of growth for for food and bev uh brands so it's 100 d2c right now still is to this day but uh, hopefully in the near future we can get some different retail uh, offerings going. So in terms of licensing, the specific rules are related to more where they're being made. Is that correct? Yeah, it's. Um, I have to look up the specifics, but there's different, like a couple different licenses. Um, like if you're making, there's different cottage food laws, for example, in the U.S. Um, and even me making it and trying to sell it to customers was kind of tricky. And I was actually one thing that was nice about being in Kansas is that. Um, in Kansas, there's no laws, if I remember correctly, around that, um, or the, the the cottage food laws are pretty lax, I believe, in Kansas, as compared to some states where you can't even do that. And so when it comes to business to business, there is a, a whole set of different like licenses, things you have to like the place that you make the cookies at has to have certain licenses and things of that nature. So um, was not something that I was willing to or kind of wanted to have to go down for myself because I knew I wanted to eventually find a manufacturer or a co-packer. Uh, to make my product for me. That makes sense. So what's your top priority for your business in the next three to six months? I would say within the next three to six months, um, the top, top priority is probably trying to come out with a second flavor. Um, you know, it's I've been live for over a year now and I've had just the one flavor. And again, that's mostly because I was the one who created it, but also that was because any orders that I would get, you know, for the last year was me making it. So I'd kind of have to stop what I'm doing every day and go to the kitchen that I rented and make cookies and ship them out and go back and forth. So that took up just a ton of time. Um, and then, you know, a few slivers of free time I did have, I would focus on customer service or making more TikTok videos or, you know, things of that nature. So making a new flavor for me was not something that either I was focused on last year or also really had much time to do. So yeah, definitely within the next six months, I know I've had quite a few different customers asking me like, like, Hey, you know, love the product. Curious if you're going to make another flavor or, a lot of people say, hey, love the brand, love the product, but I'm allergic to peanuts, you know, stuff like that. So um, I would say trying to find a non-peanut flavor and, and coming out with the second one is definitely something I, I want to do, hopefully before the end of the year. Are you thinking about also making other kinds of dessert protein products as well in the future? I mean, ideally, that would be, I mean, the goal, I would say. Um, but honestly, like, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with trying to grow as big as we possibly can in the protein cookie market specifically trying to dominate that, grow our name in there. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of growth happening there even. Like, to be honest, I've noticed that there's been probably a handful of, um, not necessarily protein cookie brands, but br like supplement brands that offer protein cookies that didn't in 2020 or 2021, that within the last six to 12 months have just suddenly popped up and now they're selling it as product extension. So um, there's definitely more competition now than there was a year and a half, two years ago when I first had the idea and started on the brand. Um, so I would love to expand offerings into different things. There's obviously a whole host of different snack offerings you can do in the protein world. Um, but now I would say like for the near, near future and even like, you know, as long as I can think, I'm just focused on trying to grow the kind of the protein cookies as much as possible and, and 
as grab as much market share as I possibly can with that first before thinking about expanding into any other products. That makes sense. So what is the one biggest piece of advice that you wish you knew before you started this journey, you know, making cookies and selling cookies? Um, you need a lot of capital. <laughs> that's, um, as I said earlier, that's, that's been the biggest constraint and biggest like head scratcher of like, all right, well, if I want to grow, then I'm going to need X amount of product and that's going to acquire X amount of capital. So um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like it's something I heard people say, like, you know, I, I read things that people would post on Twitter and stuff of like, if you want to start a CPG food and beverage brand, you need at least 20, 30, 50 K plus of capital before you even start. And, you know, of course for me, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I can do without that. Um, which like is true in a sense, like I was able to get started without it, but to really actually like, start taking it seriously and start growing, uh, I, I needed that, that amount of capital. Um, so definitely that's probably the biggest thing, honestly. So are you looking or, or thinking about raising money or maybe even going on Shark Tank? Like, have you thought of those things? Certainly thought about it. I mean, I actually at the farmer's markets I went to in, in Wichita last year, I'd have quite a few people tell me like, oh, you should go on Shark Tank. I was like, uh, you know, for one, I was just, especially at that time last year, focusing on trying to find a manufacturer first. I was like, you know, I can't do anything until I can actually find a co-packer to make product for me consistently and not have to worry about that part as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've certainly thought about it. I've certainly, you know, put feelers out there here and there to different people that I know that are kind of in that space, you know, and um, just kind of see like, obviously right now is probably not the best time to be raising money for most businesses. So but it's something too, like I'm going to do my best, honestly, to stay bootstrapped as, as long as I possibly can. If I'm able to grow the business to as big as I'm hoping to get it to bootstrapped, that's awesome. Um, but I'm also not opposed to raising money. Like if it means continuing to grow the business or if there's a, you know, huge exclusive retail partnership that happens down the road that I need a huge influx of capital for. Um, so there's definitely... And it's nice too. There's a lot of different financing options nowadays for, for e-com businesses. So uh, definitely something I'm open to, but try my best to stay bootstrapped and, and keep it growing right now. For sure. So if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where do you expect things to go for your business? Man, I would expect, well, for one, to at least have a second flavor. <laughs> um, hopefully maybe two to three by then. Um, that would be the first thing at least some sort of retail partnership or retail offering, you know, I would love to be in stores somewhere, uh, whether it be locally first um, or, you know, wherever, you know, my wife and I might move. So wherever we're at at the time, but um, yeah, I would, I would say at least within a year, having more flavors just to kind of keep growing the brand, keep expanding, it, especially to people who have maybe peanut allergies that can't have the flavor that we offer right now um, and trying to get some sort of retail footprint going as well. For sure. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you or your business, do you mind sharing your website and social media? What's the best way for somebody to get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all of our handles, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, is just Garbage Mouth Cookies. Um, our website is garbagemouthcookies.com. Um, if they want to reach out to me directly, you can just email me at hello at garbagemouthcookies.com. Awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time. We're rooting for you. Hopefully we can chat again in one year as you keep growing your business. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It was a great time. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.